Previously on Real Fantasy Encounters. Pre-scout the abandoned school facility first. If anything comes out of this, I'm going to need a safe place to hide down. But I want something in return. And he points at the ring. Stop running. That's all. Just for a day. You said that was a jacket in the middle of this situation? There is. It feels kind of heavy. First you think it's a slug, but it's really not. It's a tongue. I'm not going to cut your face. I have a good face. (laughs) (laughs) Already got one giant scar on it. I don't need another. You'll be fine. I'd like to do my uh, stay away from that guy move as well. Mm. Uh, So this is four die, right? How many fate points you got left? Uh, Oh, I used one from before. Because you use a fate point whenever you do your moves, right? Is that that's right? Um, If you're you're burning an aspect. Oh, I'm not burning an aspect. I'm just Um, doing my stunts. Oh, for a stunt is it's free. Stunt's free. free. Yeah, I, however, will compel an aspect. Uh huh. It's a hidden aspect. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um, but I'm compelling it anyway, and it's it's up to you. Um, uh, whether you wish to burn a fate point to reject that, or to accept the compel and take some difficulty on this roll. Uh. Uh, no, I don't need any more difficulty. I'm swinging a sword pretty close to a friendly's face. Yeah. I'll burn the fate point. Yeah. Mark um, that, please. <laughs> now, what does bur- what is, what if, what do um, the aspects do? I can compel an aspect of myself, right? To gain benefit? You can compel an aspect. So what compels do is they allow you to accrue fate points. Fate points allow you to uh, compel aspects and also like uh, ostensibly buff your roles. Mm-hmm. So, uh, invoking an aspect is what that's called. Oh, okay. Um, so, how do you... What, what, what does invoking give you? A, a series of uh, things. So, you could add plus two bonus to your total roll. You could re-roll the dice. You confront an, okay. an, an opponent with the aspect um, or help an ally with cool, the aspect. Cool. So, I can do the invoke after I've rolled? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'll roll first then and then decide if I want to invoke. Um, I'm going to do this... Um, I want, it's got to be quick, right? I'm doing a, a, a quick slash with the sword across mm-hmm. your face. This is my second highest stat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing it like so I could be misinterpreted. I Looks like I'm attacking you. And say this is a difficulty rating of three. Okay, so that all cancels each other out. 
Uh, and then I have a plus two. And then a third one from my misconstrued. Oh, my God. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you, loud. Yeah. What does this look like? Yeah, so I um, I immediately like pull down the covering of this sword, um, revealing straight away the blade, leaving the sheath inside of the inside of the the bag holster. Um, and then what you see is this intricate, um, sort of studded, jewel crafted hilt that comes down to this glimmering blade that even in the darkness is still shining some sort of. It's not really shining light. It's more that it's sucking in the shadows um, of this, like, straight sword. Um, that just And then I come straight for your face, and this sword comes plinging towards, like, in a thrust maneuver, straight towards your face. And then the last second, it diverts by a fraction of a centimeter, just sort of clipping a little bit of your hair, stabbing through this creature. As you as you stab this sword through, I think how this is misinterpreted um, is that almost like a mustard packet being mm. forced out, mm. this ejection of yellow cheese-like <sighs> liquid coats like one side of your face. Does it burn? No. Okay. It's inert. It's inert. Okay. But it feels gross. God. Does it stay on the end of the sword? Yeah. I sort of flick it into a corner of the room and then flick the gunk off the end of the sword before resheathing it. Oh my God, Staffy. What he, the hell? He just saved you from that thing possessing you. A live specimen is so much more useful than a dead one. I have salt or alcohol. Thanks, but... <sighs> And she just starts sort of like slopping this goop off of her face and just like flicking it to the ground and pulling out a handkerchief and just sort of wiping it off. And she immediately goes over to this, I imagine, now dead thing. Yeah. It's stone dead. And I think she just starts collecting it in like a little like almost like Petri dish containery deal. As Yeah. This, you've got like alchemy gear that you can trap specimens in um and as you as you pull it up like again more of this yellow goo just leaks from outside of it it's kind of deflated now like an old balloon Mm. um and now you have a tongue slug tongue slug yeah i think she puts that into one of the many pockets on her like um alchemy pouch and then she starts like scooping up sort of like the residue from the inside of the pocket yeah. All sort of like really silently and methodically, like she's in a zone, also kind of cranky. And then she sort of like stuffs the jacket into her bag and just. Warning, Safi. Warning leads to inaction. Inaction leads to casualties. Sometimes you gotta like think before you do stuff. I did. My brain just processes things faster than yours. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> sweetie. There's nothing else inside the pockets, mm-hmm. but I, this this jacket is extremely dusty. Like it's it's old. No mm. one has picked this thing up in years. Yeah, she's she stuffs it into her bag because she's just going to analyze the shit out of this later. Because this is there's too much weirdness in this boiler room for it to not mean anything. Rudy, what's your take on all of this? Uh, Rudy 
I mean, like Rudy's personal take is the next time that something arcane is threatening him, he knows which of his teammates <laughs> is going to prioritize his safety. But science. <laughs> he doesn't say this out loud, though. Uh, he says, well, look, now that we've established that the room is safe and we've dealt with the residue here, we can talk about Kevin. And presumably the people drinking in here like left chairs around here. Like, I reckon it's just like metal fold-out chairs. Or like milk crates or some shit. I mean, yeah, like it, there's there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of like like kind of improvised cleared out spaces like you were you were kind of organizing before, um, uh, milk crates things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rudy's just got like a roll of uh, butcher paper that he took out of the art room, <laughs> mm. and uh, yeah, he rolls that out over like a couple of milk crates he's laid together as a table. Yeah. And well, tears it off. So, when it comes to Kevin and like everything else that's going on. Well, has he responded to the text since, or is he? We still on scene. I'm on scene. Yes. <sighs> okay. Those texts—they can't be real, right? Well, I mean, it's—it's it's coming from his number. Like somebody else might be using his phone, but like it's Kevin's number, or at least the one he gave me at the start of last semester. So let's start at the start. Uh, Kevin uh, came over on the ferry. Uh, Maja, you and I both saw him that day. You said that he came and found you and said he had something to tell you. Yeah, he didn't really, like, elaborate. He was just, like, super secretive and he was, like, super nervous. And I was like, I'll totally come and help you. It's okay. Chill. But, yeah, no, he seemed, like, legitimately terrified, which was, I was like, oh, okay. Let's, let's figure it out. But then just sort of, like, evaporated into nowhere. And I think at this, she doesn't pull out the rest of them, but she pulls out Kevin Fong's file and sort yeah. of slaps it down on the table. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I'm the student council president. And I think she opens it up and just sort of takes a look at it in detail as yeah. much as she can. Is there anything that sticks out? Um, there is one glaring thing. Mm. There's no like termination date to his education. There's here. yeah. There's there's no there's no expulsion, no like, termination, no notice of absence, nothing. Yeah, mm. and she she taps a finger on the paper like see like that's the thing. Whenever somebody leaves or is expelled, well, generally expelled because no one leaves. There's always records. There's like cleaner receipts. There's like dates. There is details, and there is and she like. There's nothing. There's absolutely no record, which doesn't happen. Mr. Alnadir didn't know about it until I told him this morning. He had no idea Kevin was leaving. Yeah, he looked... I saw you guys talking. He looked really sort of concerned. And for the homeroom teacher not to know, just sort of like sets off alarm bells. And it feels like this has more to do with than just, like, the whole, like, sigil thing. Like, this feels bigger than that. Like, it can't just be about, like, plagiarism. Because, yeah, plagiarism's bad and all, but, like, cleaners don't come in for plagiarism. 
are we comfortable? I, I, don't, I don't want to lock this in yet. We're just putting it in the idea circle. And he's like drawing like a cloud <laughs> on the butcher's paper. <laughs> Kevin Fong was taken by force. Yeah, that's what I thought was like, I thought that's was kind of like the assumed, like, like he was either taken by force or like blackmail removed by force or something similar because like people don't get that nervous for no reason. Mm. Uh, the second thing we should talk about is all the footprints last night. What footprints? <laughs> Yeah, I took a couple samples. Like, they're weird. You're talking about the prints. Yeah, so like... How many places did you find them? Effectively everywhere. They, like, started... Obviously, like, they started, like, the first place I found them was in my room. They they came into my room, they went over to my laptop, and they looked at all my stuff. So, obviously, I started tracking them. And the more I started tracking them, the more appeared. All over the dorm room. They were, like, absolutely everywhere. They were a lot of them. It was what was his fucking name again? Like you want it was one. Saito's. They were in the most because you went and tracked his fucking room like a bloodhound. <laughs> yeah, there was like they were like all over the place, but the majority of them came in and out of Saito's room. Like they were just like sort of condensed around there, but. They did go everywhere. And I did take a couple samples, but I've been kind of busy, so I haven't been able to analyze them properly yet. And for those to appear, like, right after Kevin left is kind of sketchy. How do you analyze, like, ghost footprints? I'm an alchemist. It's what I do. Some of us just think faster than others, sweetie. (laughs) Do you mind if I ask what you were doing on your laptop? Oh, I was um, analyzing that um, that weird fluid juice we found in Kevin's room. The the vape stuff. Well, it got stolen. Well, I'd still analyze them. So you got results. Well, <laughs> I mean, they're still being processed. I've got to like, like you get the results and then you'll like break them down. Oh, well, that's great news. Like that's the, the one clue that we have that was left in his room that the cleaners missed. Yeah, I haven't quite finished decoding it yet. That's the issue. There's, there was a couple of errors, which I don't know whether that came from the ghosty dust footprints or somebody tampering with my laptop. It just... I don't like it when my experiments get tampered with because that means my results get tampered with as well. So I don't really know. I'm sorry. I'm just processing that everyone's lying to each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is so twisty. Um. <laughs> of course I'm lying to fucking everyone. I know exactly what was in that fucking vape juice. I ain't telling you. Fuck you. <laughs> I think when, yeah, when that silence kicks in, you get a text notification. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. Text means, the text says, what do you mean? Do you think, look, I don't want to, I don't want to badmouth the people that aren't here, but Kevin might have been into some shady work. What makes you say that? I just have a feeling he might have been part of the, uh, I don't know if you guys know about the forgery ring. That's oh, yeah, in, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, he might have been part of that. You said you were getting tip-offs. Yeah, because last time, like, remember, I was like, oh, it's this, like, the student council was, like, 
They, everyone knows about the forgeries. I think that's been like established at this point. But they just, well, the student council and the teachers don't really know where it's coming from. So that's kind of where they're at at the moment. Do you think maybe someone got rid of him because he was in the way? That's how crime organizations work, right? Silence the people that are going to stand out. I guess, but it's just for plagiarism at school. It's just homework stuff. I mean, plagiarism's a gateway crime, right? (laughs) I mean... You get another text message. Broken windows policing. (laughs) Uh, Plagiarizing homework is going to be a hardened criminal later in life. (laughs) You can stop him now. You get another text message. Yes. It says, where are you? Someone needs to put down a, a safety circle of some kind. I'm going to put my phone in the safety circle and we're going to call him. I think at, the, at this, Marja starts like drawing up um, some like alchemy sigils and wards just around this like milk crate table. What kind? <sighs> like a, a ward... We've, I think should have a specific focus. Yeah, we've got yeah. like basic ones on like our apps, right? Yeah. You've got like, yeah, like you've got like more um, auditory sensory um, wards, like nothing, nothing like um, too wally, like nothing, nothing that could specifically keep stuff out. That's big magic. Yeah. That is, that is like something you'd need to ritualize um, and, and would require cohesion. <laughs> Mm. Some sort of ward that just makes sure that the voice we're hearing is really Kevin's. I can sense that. Just like off the bat? I have to sort of focus on it for a little bit. But I can I can definitely sense whether or not it's Kevin's voice. Uh, Rudy puts the phone in the middle of the table. He's going to put it on the speaker. And then he's going to call Kevin. I sit down and I put the sword on my lap. That's, that's, I'm not actually doing magic. I'm just putting the sword on my lap. There is um, a couple of seconds of silence. And then you hear a phone ringing. Oh, shit. Whose phone is it? It echoes from down the hall. It's coming from the junkyard, isn't it? Yes. I can't... Seamus' eyes, your eyes are going so fucking wide. Yeah. She starts quickly scribbling... bastard cat. (laughs) Um, fucking, like anti-spine, like, like anti-sight sigils, like, just in, like, fucking, like, dust. So you want to, like, create, like, a ward of invisibility? Where, yeah, like, like just, camouflage. Yeah. Like, just so someone can't see me. And yeah. she just starts, like, scribbling those, like, across her, like, forearms. And I, yeah, that would be creating an advantage. And considering what they're doing and where, I think she's going to be doing this She's doing this quite fast, but she's being very careful as she does it. Because that's one thing you don't want to do is fuck up warding sigils. Mm. Especially when you're using alchemical ingredients to do so. Okay. One, two, three, four. I think, I think, like, this is a pretty damn good uh, sigil. Like, like they, you know, like you, if, if your intent is to shroud yourself and camouflage yourself mm-hmm. a four is a fucking great great yeah. kind of uh, role to get um uh, i th- i would have probably 
impose a difficulty check of like two. Okay. Because like it, you're not you're not trying to you're not trying to make yourself invisible and move. Like you're just standing there. Yeah. And you're readying yourself. Yeah. You are invisible for all intents and purposes until you make any motions to yeah. leave. The phone keeps ringing. It doesn't, like, the sound doesn't seem to be traveling. Saffron, do you want to try your magnetism trick again? There's no way in hell am I walking in there. Um, want to try and get get the phone? Yeah. Don't yeah. pull that face at me. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I can try and do that. I would like to enter the uh, the dream world. Oh, man. Sure. I can pick things up in this world. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm... The first thing I need to do when I enter the dream world... Is, is Neko about... Yeah, yeah, he is. Why didn't you tell me that it was... It was him in there? I didn't think you needed to see him, kid. You all seem pretty wigged out about killing him. Okay, you've just promised to do magnetism for me, and then you've just sat down and started meditating. Yeah, I'm charging magnetism. <laughs> Rudy's just standing here awkwardly with his hands on his hips. He's like, like, uh, Neko, Neko is, as you advance down the corridor toward the junkyard, Yeah. he, like, trails you from behind, and he's like, I still don't think you should see it. Put it from your mind. Do you want to go get the phone? Not particularly. It's I, I know. Someone has to go get it. And I can't interact from it that this far. You're also, not going to like what you see. Yeah. I know. I think Marja, she knows that the camouflage will not be as strong if she starts moving. But I think seeing... Saffron sit down and start charging. She's like, this call is going to drop out. She's going to start moving towards the junkyard. And the the ward may not hold, but because like the, the junkyard's in the open air, right? No, it is it is like a scrap heap that has yeah. just been like it's like a bunch of old stuff that they've they've intentionally abandoned down okay. here. Um uh, but yeah, it, it's it's a junkyard. I think she's going to as because I, I think the matter of her moving with these sigils on is more like... I'm not sure if it's a matter of movement speed or time it would last once you start moving. Which one it's would more it be? like speed. Yeah, I think she sort of starts like trying, keeping her arms as still as possible, just start creeping towards this, this echoey ringtone. Mm. Is there any metal along my way down here? Like on the walls, like any... Or on the ground or anything like that? Just like old wires yeah. that hang from the ceiling that connect like service lights. Yeah, I kind of like slightly tug on them a little bit. Um, nah, not really. Rudy, are you doing anything? You've just seen Maja leave. Yeah, she's like all like flickery and weird, so I can't really train my eyes on her. I mean, I, the way I imagine it is like like old school Predator hologram, just yeah. sort of like kind of like marbly. Yeah, and Saffron is meditating in front of me. I don't particularly want to leave him here with his eyes closed. So, yeah, I'm going to wait with his with his body, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 
we I think we cut to you and uh, you notice you feel movement behind you. Neko says, uh, student council president is joining us. I'll have to make this look natural then. And then he leaves. <laughs> and I think that's when you enter the junkyard. Yeah. Um, you can hear this phone. Yeah, I'm going to just try and beeline straight to it. You can't see it. It is, it is a scrap heap and like... It is like filled with like the smashed up remnants of of uh, trash, old and new. Like like there have been kids who come down here specifically just to hang out in this in this junkyard. Um, uh, there's like old tables and chairs smashed up, um, uh, like old chalkboards that have been ripped wholesale from the wall and that have been like like cracked in half. Um, it was some like like bits of slate like sticking up out of this these moldy heaping piles of old detritus. You think like like some of the cafeteria remnants were just abandoned down here wholesale, freezers full of moldy food and um, uh, like provisions for the cafeteria. Um, uh, these pools of yellow liquid run. Um, uh, like, like, kind of, like, trickle off of the garbage in here. And there is this, like, miasma fog of garbage odor that lingers over everything. And it does smell like decaying animals. Even in here? In the spirit world? Even through that, yeah. I hold myself together and push through it trying to sort of ice na- na- narrow down where the sound is coming from you follow Marja like you get to that same vantage mm. and it's overwhelming I think I think being an alchemist she's not as put off as most people would be to bad smells because mm. she's had she's spent a lot of weird shit doing science experiments but it even it still bothers even her because rotting flesh is its own particular kind of stench. It's it gets in your nostrils and it sticks there and it doesn't leave. And I think she kind of, being an alchemist, has a refined olfactory sense. It's like a nasal palate, so she can zero in on this, not in a superhuman sense, but a little bit better than the average person, just mm. because she's so it's so nuanced. And I think she just. I don't know if she keeps pace with Saffron or is a little bit behind, but she is zeroing in on just both the sound and the smell. You're not quite certain, as far as you're aware, their mm. powers of magnetism. Yeah. I think we flick back to Rudy very quickly. Yeah. You get another text that shines up through the still ringing phone. Yeah. It says, you should have been there, Rudy. I'm uh, like Rudy's actually started like uh, scribbling notes on this uh, butcher's paper, and he's is like uh, trying to like remember everything he can that that he's mentioned about technomancy, because mm. it's now registering to him like right, Kevin technomancer. Yeah, there's something in the radio waves that is either emulating him or emulating like an aspect of him. You get another text message from him in quick succession yeah. that just says. The cat is a knock. <laughs> Rudy, uh, he's like tried to compose a text a couple of times, but he keeps like backspacing them out. 
and uh, the the final one, like he ends up sending, uh, says, "We're coming to retrieve you." He replies, "Don't." And I think we flash back to the two of you, as you encounter where the source of the ringing has come from. It is as if an entire nervous system has been ripped from a body. Like intact? Two hands, fleshy, like grasp this phone. It is covered in blood. And the nervous system runs all the way through up to a pair of two eyes that like kind of like like pop up and look at you. Both of them singular, um, uh, like in, in different directions. Because I can't see Saffron, so it looks like this other eye is just sticking out randomly. It looks like, yeah, it looks like it's dividing its attention. One of them is focused on you, another is focused on a different area of the room. And then you hear clattering from another part of the junkyard. Her head just whips in the direction of this new noise. Yeah, and um, it's it's like dull thuds as the upper half of Kevin Fong's torso pads in on palms and begins to groan. And it lets out this otherworldly shriek. And it dashes at you, Marsha. She dashing at me first, bitch. Yeah, I think having just seen this sort of abomination sitting before her and having just experienced this weird tongue thing that has tried to already bite her and this thing, it's, it's, it looks really aggressive, doesn't it? It is aggressive. Yeah, I, she, uh, she's going to call on one of her stunts. Here is something I prepared earlier. Yeah. Um, so, Marja being Marja, she, she has a lot of, like, half halfway done experiments, mm-hmm. and along the way, she always, she more often than not blows things up or comes across, like, experiments that don't work. So if she wants to make an explosion real fast, real quick, she knows exactly how to do it because she's done it on accident a bunch of times. So using um, the, the the remnants of an old experiment that she's just got sort of sitting in one of her pouches, she sort of rips it out and smushes all of these components together in a ball in her hand. And she knows there's like maybe five to ten seconds before this thing all these chemicals rub together and just blow up and she smushes them into a bowl and just throws it like a nade. Yeah. At this, this running fleshy torso. Okay. Um, give me a roll for this one. Okay. Um, it's going to roll a defend roll in, in response. Let me just bring this, this stat sheet up. And I think even though this is, yeah, I think this is going to have to be quick because there's... Actually, no, screw it. I'm going to go off your tangent earlier. This is nothing if not flashy. This is a giant fucking explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's one, two, one, two. Those cancel each other out. So that's 
two from Flashy and another two from Here Is One I Prepared Earlier. So that is four. Okay. Um, it is going to roll a defense roll in response. <laughs> it only rolls a one to defend. Thank Christ. Um, uh, because this is ostensibly a disembodied torso. Yeah, um, without a nervous system, and you know, mm. it's it's less than half of a fucking dude. It is just a like a writhing mass um, uh, that propels itself um, uh, toward you. And what is that? That was one, and you roll a four. Yep. So it takes three shifts worth of damage. And I think I think yeah, the second she throws it, she sort of turns her head backwards, and just. I think she calls out for Rudy, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rudy, you hear Marja calling for help. Uh, yeah, uh, Rudy. <sighs> and then it's closely followed by a really loud explosion. Mm. Uh, he could run in there, but he's not going to be very helpful in there. It would be very stupid for him to do that. Um, he ends the call, and he immediately calls Saito. Okay. The one other technomancer he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Mm. What do you say to Saito? I say, Saito, I need to know everything you know about 5G zombies, specifically. (laughs) 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 He deadpan says. I mean, by now it'd be like 7G zombies, right? 7G zombies, yeah. (laughs) 12G zombies. I expected more of you, man. What? They're not real. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk theoretics. Uh, technomantically bonding a, a dead spirit to a, a wireless network. How would you disrupt that? <laughs> <laughs> he goes deathly quiet again. <laughs> and he says, that's... That's some dark stuff you're getting into, man. It's it, he, he almost sounds like aroused. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's stuff Kevin talked about, okay? This is not true. <laughs> <laughs> um He says Since he disappeared, I've just been thinking about it. Just you know, any ideas you might have. Well, I mean souls are pretty hard to get rid of. Technology, on the other hand. That's the weak point, of course. Thank you, Saito. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I hang up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. Um, uh, and with that bit of information, um, uh, what do you do? Um, I'm going to run up the hall and say, Maja, you need to destroy the phone. Okay. Um, is this torso still sort of ambling towards me? or has It's, it... it's like been blown almost half to hell. Um, uh, like a great chunk of its skull has been taken out by this and like the top half of Kevin Fong's skull is completely open and um, uh, a couple of legs begin to sprout from the like the inside of his skull Fuck and yes, almost thing like, this bitch. almost like a spider like it begins to like rise up on these legs and continue Yuck. its advance toward you. Yuck. If she wasn't terrified, she'd be so like scientifically enamored with this fucking thing. Saffron. I'd like to dash past Marja, draw my sword, and try and go straight through the center of it. 
Yeah, okay. Roll me a... Yeah, roll roll, roll for that. Yeah. Um, uh, Guess who doesn't get to use misconstrued now? Because I am invisible. <laughs> um, I'm just going to... Um, this is just force. I'm pure force. That's a two. A two. It is going to roll defense. Um, I'm How going are you to. That? I'm I'm forcefully doing this. Okay. I'd like to invoke an aspect. Um, more than a middle sc- middle school kendo champ. Um, so I'm trying to hone my, uh, my my sword strike here. So I've been I've been practicing forever since I was. As young as I can remember, my grandfather's been teaching me for years. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to try and I'm going to add two to that roll. Okay, so that is a total of uh, four. Four. That is three points of defense. Um, yes. uh, yeah, and it takes one shift of damage. Um, uh, you you run at it with with the sword, the spectral sword. Yes. Um, uh, and like you lodge it through, like you try to run through, but the bulk of this thing like prevents you from completing it. You still damage it, but your sword's well and truly entrenched in there now. Maja, you notice this wound mm-hmm. open up in the side of this creature. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's nothing out of place. Yeah, it just sort of splits open out of nowhere post-explosion. Yeah, Yeah, okay, cool. Magic. Magic, yeah. I think after hearing, like, Rudy's echoed shouts of grab the phone, she makes... Because you said the the nervous system holding the phone was, like, up on this, like, tower of junkyard stuff, right? Uh, It's like it was on the floor in front of you. And, like, when when it sees you come in, it begins kind of slugging itself away, like, kind of inching underneath this this creature. Marja just bolts and just sort of runs in front of it. And there's, like, a, a, a brief moment where she's, sorry, Kevin. And she grabs the phone out of its hands or tries to yank it out. Roll me a roll for that, please. <laughs> yeah. It, would this be an overcome or creating an advantage? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to take this phone away from this nervous system. I would say it's an overcome. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I, yeah. <sighs> Even though it's not her strong suit, I think she's just yanking this with all of the force she has to her name. Yeah, right on. Okay. Um, it's it's her literal worst stat, but... This is a nervous system. It is literally just a bunch of noodles. But it's an otherworldly nervous system. Um, uh, and I think the six, like the difficulty check on this will be two. Two? Okay. Yeah, yeah there's nothing I can do to this. Okay. Let's just pray. Ooh. That's a That's a big no. That's a... That's, that's a, a zero, zero, <laughs> negative one, two, three. That's, yep, no, that's a negative two. Does your force give you anything? Oh. oh, it's a zero. It's a zero. Oh, no. Oh, dear. You fail. I fail. I do fail. You can fail or you can succeed. 
at a cost. I think this would be the time for succeeding at a cost. Uh, yeah. Considering there is a shambling mound and a goopy nervous system and, you know, eldritch horrors abound, I think she will succeed at a serious cost. Because this is... Yeah. I'm going to say you have the phone. You okay. have it in your hands. It's <laughs> covered in blood. Um, you wrench it out of the nervous system's grasp. But as a result, the nervous system now has a hold of you. Cool. And it begins wrapping itself around you. Um, uh, And you feel little tiny needles all over your body. Okay. What what consequence does does that... Um, I'm going to roll a roll here. Um, If you want to defend against this roll, you can. I would most certainly like to defend against this roll. But I'm also going to compel an aspect here. Yeah. You can... You can reject it. Or with a fate point. Yeah, with a fate point. I think I would definitely like to reject that with a fate point. Yeah. Got one left. That's fine. And is there an assist mechanic in this game? There is. Yes. Um, okay. So if you want to help another character, there are two ways you can do it. First, you can give up your action, describe how you're helping to give them plus one to their roll. Mm-hmm. Several people can help with one roll if you can describe how without getting in each other's way. Alternatively. You can create advantages to help, and whoever is rolling can stack the free invokes from them. This can give a greater benefit than the first method, but with a risk of failure. So, um, creating an advantage is usually a reaction. Oh, sorry. No, it's usually an action, rather. Okay. And um, uh, currently in the turn order, it goes by whoever's quickest. So you had your turn. Yeah. Marja went to grab the phone. It is now Rudy's turn in the turn order, mm. as far as quickness is concerned. Okay, so it's up to me to try and help it here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Um. Uh, like I've run down the hallway at this point. I've uh, run into this room and I've just now seen what is happening in here. Yeah. And Rudy, he steps forward and he s- takes a couple steps back. <laughs> and he goes, ah. <laughs> and he's going to come into the room. Okay, um, uh, now if you're attempting to assist, you can give up your action and give a plus one straight to her defense roll. Yeah. Um, or you can uh, create an advantage as your action. Now, uh, you are wrapped in a thin, uh, otherworldly nervous system of Kevin Fong. Yeah. I'm trying to kind of figure out what approach would be me ripping this thing off. All you gotta do is turn that phone off. <laughs> Say I you, you told me to grab the phone, right? Oh I said destroy is what Just I said. Destroy? Turning it off is also fine. I think yeah, in that case, I think my defend role will be clever because my defend will be me absolutely smashing this phone. Okay, so you're you're defending you're defending by by targeting the phone instead of actively resisting yeah. what is happening. Yeah, and that's why I would argue it's clever as a yeah. defend. Yeah, that is clever. Um, now, there is something that this creature oh, no. is particularly good at. 
and has a good rating when attacking. It would be grappling, I would imagine. That's devouring. Um, uh, and the next roll is not going to look very nice okay. if it works out well. Okay, we'll stop shaking the dice there. I do want to assist this then. Yeah. So, uh, sorry. You see, you see this thing like curl around Marja, and um, uh, it like the nervy bits. Um, uh, they like like have sprouted little hooks that have that have latched onto her clothes and her uniform. And um, uh, the eyes themselves now open up into two like little mouths. Yeah. Uh, you said that uh, like there are the top and the bottom are like two separate parts of the body that are operating in different places. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rudy uh, looks at this um, uh, like Marge is caught up in the top half, but the bottom half is still over there and he is actually going to take a gamble on the fact that because it's connected through a wireless network this nervous system, anything the bottom half feels, the top half is also going to feel so he's going to um, he's got this backpack that he was like carrying all these sculptures in He's mm. going to take that off, swing around, and throw it at the bottom half. Okay. Wait, hold up. I thought the, the, the nervous system was like it was the whole full body nervous system, and then there was the torso, and then we hadn't seen the bottom half of him. Haven't seen the bottom half. Well, it is it is just like a spider. So, like, the part that... But, I mean, we basically saw the bottom half come out of the head, right? There's, there's a part that she's inside, and then there's another part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that other part... Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So the 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 thing that you were attacking. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So the um uh, you you throw your backpack at at that thing. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Roll me a roll. Come Are you on. creating an advantage here specifically, or uh, this is me assisting Marge's roll? Okay. To the, oh. the plus one. So are you just giving up your action, or would you like to create an advantage somehow? Um. Yeah. I want to create an advantage with yeah. that. Uh, forceful that's going to be okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna say the the difficulty check on this is again another two yeah Yeah. okay that's a two exactly hey (laughs) good work you succeed um (laughs) um uh, and what does that look like Uh, a free invocation on the aspect yeah oh hold on i'm creating one so create or discover an aspect yeah. Uh, um, basically, it's a, a small aspect that's just uh, stunned. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I would, yeah. Stunned or blinded, I would throw out there. Like, if yeah. you've thrown the backpack at its face. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, blinded's fine. And that gives me a plus one to my defend. That gives you a free invoke on a an free aspect. free invoke. On, on the blinded aspect. Yeah, okay. which can give you a plus two to your defend roll. Or you can re-roll if you need to. Okay. That was a shit roll on that part. Yes. Ah! Oh, God. That's okay. They I... rolled one success in total. I rolled. That's a. F- okay, so that's. Okay, so that is plus one. That's just plus one. Um, I I would like to. I I think I would like to re-roll. Okay. You oh. need to use that aspect to re-roll the total. Or if you just get the plus two, you win. Oh, yeah, true. I think I'll just take that plus two then. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't mean to metagame this. So. I legitimately had already forgotten because but my brain the is the chances of you failing is yeah. still higher. Yeah. On, a, on a successful defend roll, your opponent doesn't get what they want. Sweet. Which is your blood. Cool. Good. 
Cool um, and good. And then, um, uh, yeah, I like s- I smashed that fucking phone because that was yeah. my defend. I smashed the phone yeah, as my defend. Yeah, absolutely, you break this phone. Yeah, I just eat it into a pile of junkyard stuff, and I imagine there's like a steel beam or something somewhere. Yeah, and it just smashes into smithereens. Screen, the yeah, the screen yeah. shatters, and like like the frame of it is is completely busted. These two creatures, um, uh, kind of fall down comatose. The one wrapping you up, um, uh, like kind of slacks. Yeah, she she rips this like sort of limp node system like off of her body and just like splats it onto the ground and just jumps back and starts like patting herself down. Makes it sound like a wet towel when you throw it against the the ground. And she just starts checking everything, just checking everywhere to make sure she wasn't like properly stabbed or anything. You can see that it's left like little um, little holes almost in like your clothing, like where it was like gripping onto you and like you check your body and you're completely fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, first thing I do, I yell down the hallway and say, Saffron, we don't need that magnetism anymore. <laughs> you can get up and get in here. Is, uh, is Neko around anywhere at the moment? I know we walked off before. Not around. I just say out loud, you want souls, right? Then how about this one? And I'm going to go and try and walk over the phone. That's now been destroyed. I pull out the sword. Rudy is definitely also walking over because his plan was to get the phone, pull the SIM card out of it. Uh Uh-huh. As you go to do that, I guess, you see a sword because I'm going to take out my sword and just stab through. You wouldn't see a sword. You'd you'd see the stab through the phone. Mm. You want to make that a contest? We can if you want. I have a higher quickness. Yeah, contest it. Yeah. This would be your approach, approach plus a roll. Yep. It's, I have a vested interest in seeing what's on this thing, and you have a vested interest in not letting anyone else see what's on this thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, now, you don't know that you're actively contesting one another. So, how, what are your approaches like? My approach is to, you know, it's quick. Yeah, as quickly as I can, run over to that thing and just try and. I, I'm trying to sever the spirit from it with the sword that I have. Mm hmm. Because I just don't, I don't want it to come back to life or anything like that. So I'm just making sure I go as fast as I can. Yeah, and I think uh, mine is careful mm. because yeah, this is him like tying up loose ends, making sure the SIM card is separated from the phone, making sure it's not going to come back on again. Yeah, thing like that. Oh, that is a seven from me. Holy. Holy shit. That's a two from me. So I succeed with style on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, so uh, when you succeed with style on an overcome, I imagine, contest, what does that say? Uh, you accomplish your goal and generate a boost. Okay. You can mark that boost, but it's, it's, in, it's in relation to the SIM card itself. Okay. Yeah. Because a boost is a fleetingly temporary aspect about. Yeah. Like, it's it's not even worth noting it down, usually. Mm. But since there's no feasible way you could use that right now, you can call upon that for a plus one bonus if you're using the SIM card actively for anything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll hang on to that. Yeah, I uh, pop it out. Like, I had a um, one of those, like, little uh, hook things that you've got to put in there to pull mm. them out. <laughs> I think Rudy gets yeah. there a little... little quicker yeah and you're about to almost stab him 
and Neko's there, and he says, well, don't hesitate now. Now you decide to show up. Thought I was getting fed. Cat always returns when there's food involved. I mean, clearly that last thing was still alive. You could have had it. That wasn't life. There was, oh, there was no soul there. Sure felt alive. What do you think is in Kevin Vaughn's room right now? Oh, right, that. Why is it still here? I, I hold up the SIM card to Marja and I say, this is Kevin Fong. He's right here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, yeah, she sort of... That's why he's still here. Something must have happened to him. He, he knew he was going to die. And so he tried to use his technomancy to find a way out. It went, it went freakishly wrong and this must have happened to him. Yeah, I never thought Kevin Fong would be the one to, you know, mess with the dark arts, I guess, like that. And as she's saying this, she's kind of just walking straight past you and over to this weird spider torso and just getting a better look at it. Because it's Kevin. It's it's undoubtedly Kevin. Undoubtedly. She kind of pokes it with her shoe, make sure it's not going to move around anymore. That's Kevin, don't do that. <laughs> it twitches. And she sort of holds up a hand behind her in just like a sort of like hold on motion. And... She kneels down, I guess, near the, the bo- like the severed end of the torso because now just science brain is kicking in. Mm. Does it look sliced or does it look like ripped in half? It looks ripped. Yeah, I think she, she I mean, she has tools with her, her alchemy tools and she has- Do you want to perform an autopsy? <laughs> she doesn't want to perform an autopsy. What she wants to do is she wants to take two specific swabs. She wants to take a swab of the the bottom half of the torso where it just ends. Mm-hmm. And she wants to take a swab because like the bottom half of his torso still looks pretty much human, yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she wants to take a swab of the section of his head that turned into like spider nonsense. Yeah, okay. And she wants to put those two little swabs into vials yeah. and just keep those. You can do that. Yeah. And it, it, when she does this, it doesn't keep twitching or does it keep twitching? It's it's twitchy. She sort of turns back to, to Rudy at this. She's got this sort of weird sort of glint in her eyes. Just, it's, you don't know whether it's excitement or fear, but it's there. Um, you know, we can't tell anyone about this, right? Absolutely not. This, this, this is, this is cleaner stuff. They would wipe all of us for seeing any of this. Yeah. And I kind of like not being wiped. We can't just leave him here. Other students come here. So we got to get rid of it. You can find us at RF Encounters on Twitter or as Real Fantasy Encounters on Facebook. We appreciate any support, whether that's leaving a review or telling a friend about us. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.